Okay. So we'll see as they start to, but yeah, that's what she That's just excellent. Did. Yep. She was there. Hi, everybody. Come on in. We were just getting ourselves together. Come on in. Let me um make sure that you have everything you need, Dr. J. Hi, sister. My sister, Cher. Hey, Cher. Tamika. Nisi, Sharon, hey y'all. Good, good evening, like my grandma says. So my sister Sheree is going to do the yoga, the um, Nidra yoga for us. Oh, hey Brittany, hi Hattie. Pamela, hello, hello everybody. Just come on in. We were just getting ourselves together. AJ. Uh, and we'll just give it We'll give it until eight. So I'll just do the greetings and everything. Um, make sure you have your beverage, whatever your beverage of choice is. It can be whatever you want. <laughs> and <laughs> it can be whatever you want. And, um, you know, get comfy and uh, something to write with, which I need to get my own something to write with. Just keep filing in. Tamika, I hope you had a good day, Soror. Tamika is uh, an essential worker, so she's been out in them streets. So, to her. My sister's out in them streets, too. So, sending love to you, too, sister. People are starting to come through, and we are going to start. Busy, but better today. Good. Good. Good, good, good. And Brittany is a yoga teacher, too. So, Tiambe, welcome. I hope I didn't say your name right. Lorena. Hey, Lorena. Lorena worked with me at the Grammys. Hey girl, hey, thank you for joining us. Okay, I have my notes. So we'll get started. Thank you, Lorena, thank you. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna get started um, because you know I wanna make sure that we maximize our time and then folks can just come on in as you come on in. Hey, Tracy, Portia, Marla. Chanya. Hey, Chanya. Chanya. Look at Dr. J trying to model her little thing. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. I was trying to get both of y'all. And, and y'all can see both of us, right? I Yesterday I had it. Yesterday I had it where I could see both of us on the half screen. Right. And I don't know how I did that. Oh. Oh, gallery view. Gallery view, everybody. Gallery view. Okay. There should be gallery view at the top. I'm not sure what it looks like on the phone, but yeah. this is what it looks like um, on my laptop. Okay. So she sees us. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you. And thank you for the call today. Hello, cousin. Hey, Latonda. Hey, Jennifer. Raquel. Cherise, hey, Soror. Hey, big sis, Vicky J. 
Mama Bird, the mentor's mentor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So like we did last night, we're going to start with centering ourselves. Um, Put your feet flat on the floor and get your shoulders, you know, moving and limber. And also, um, take the tongue, take your tongue off the roof of your mouth, because I bet you were there and you didn't even realize it until I said, take your tongue off the roof of your mouth. So just put it straight down. And what we're going to do is just breathe. And so yesterday I didn't do this because sometimes it gets a little tricky. I wanted to keep it simple. But tonight when we breathe, we're going to do, we're going to breathe in four deeply through the nose. But when you're doing it, kind of like push your belly out. You know how like us as women, we're used to trying to hold that joint in. But this time, you push it out when you breathe in. Hold it for four. One, two, three, four. And then we let it out the sigh, releasing the day. Hi, Alexis. Thank you for joining us. So just releasing the day, Denise. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that four times. Hey, Lolita. Hey, Loretta. So that's what we're going to do four times just to get, you know, get ourselves grounded. You, you had your work day. You probably mm-hmm. fed yourself and fed everybody. And here we are. Here we are. Okay. So feet flat on the floor. So let's start to breathe in. Just breathe the day away, melt into it. <sighs> Just breathe it away. Let it all melt away. You did all you had to do today. Now it's time to be. Hey, Stell. All right, last time, breathe it in. Okay. All right. Move your shoulders, get yourself limber and feeling good. Okay. And we're going to start. So first of all, I wanted to just say thank you to everybody who um, joined last night. And um, Dr. J, can you see the chat? They say shouting you out. I can't see it. Hey. You go to the bottom where it says chat. If you just click on it, then you can be able to read the chats too. Oh, so I have gotten so many awesome reviews and and it's, it's beautiful and I'm so grateful. And it's also a little overwhelming because I knew when I was in the bathroom mirror coming up with my vision, doing this hair and now it's four years later and we're doing it. I would, I was praying that this would be what, the um, experience would be. So I'm just grateful. I am grateful for me taking the inspired action, but not giving up when the time didn't come the way that I thought it should have come. So in the replay email that I'm going to send tonight, I would ask that you all who are interested in sending a review or giving us those good thoughts back, if you would just fill out this, this, um, Google thing that I'm going to send you because I got them through my personal text, 
I got them through emails, I got phone calls, and then I got them through my business phone and my business text. So they were coming from all over and it was, and I haven't been able to capture them all. So the first one came from my sister, Lisa, who we call Lili Almighty. She's the eldest uh, daughter. And um, Lisa, she's on here. Hey, Lisa. And so she was angry. And like, I didn't even know that she was angry. We, we talk as siblings all the time. We have our own little group, me, and there are like seven of us. And I would have never thought that, but she's been on the front lines. And she said she felt peaceful. And then my other girlfriend, um, Sabrina, sent a beautiful email and she said she feels peaceful too. So I've been shooting a few of them to Dr. J, I mean, to Dr. Vicky, just so that she can see too. So thank you for that. So please be, you know, if you're open to it, as soon as it's over, I'll send you the link or maybe I'll put the link here so that you can do it. Cause you know how after you get off the call, then you're going to go ahead and um, like start watching TV or something and then you'll forget about the moment. So to live in the moment, I will put the link up if somebody can remind me. So without further ado, I would like to um, introduce the beautiful Dr. Jerry Dyson. Look at her. Look at, look at that purple, look at that blue. And look, we both have on blue and we didn't even plan it. Nope, did not. Plan it. And the first day that we ever, ever met, we all had on the same colors too, like a few years ago. Exact same colors. And this is the color and it's hilarious. So we are a lot, we are in alignment. Yes. So um, I call her Dr. J, Dr. Jerry Dyson, but Dr. J is a physician. Went to Xavier, right? XU. And she's from the DMV, right? Yeah, I'm from DC. DC, okay. She's from DC. See how they be repping DC hard, not the DC. Yeah, I'm from DC. <laughs> War four. War four. Right. On my four, shout me out. War right. four. <laughs> so we are, I mean, I, I really love when people um, just tell people who they are, because only you can say who you are. So that's the theme that we're going to have across. People are going to say themselves, I'm not going to read a bio and y'all be snoring and yawning, mm -hmm. okay? So I knew when I put this together that I wanted to have Dr. J on because as a physician, she thinks about things differently and trained in medicine many, many years. And so she's seen a lot of different things and um, I wanted her insight. So welcome, Dr. J. Thank you for coming. Thank you for making it easy. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Bio real quick and it was like, cool, cool. So they're saying, hey. And they shouting out uh, their awards. Yes, sir. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> so let, tell everybody who you are, Dr. J. So I am Jerry Dyson. I am an adolescent medicine physician. I'm a bunch of stuff. Um, my whole thing is I become what people need me to be. So if you are a friend and you just need somebody to talk to and you don't necessarily need a doctor, I don't take the doctor role. I take a friend. So if you are a young person and you need a mentor or a big sister or a mother figure or auntie, I become that auntie. I'm whatever you need me to be. That's who I am. And really for all of us, we wear so many hats that we could never get to a point where we could say, I'm this, I do this, I do the other, I do, because all of us, even the people who are listening in, we are all everybody. We do whatever we need to be. I'm the auto mechanic. I'm the plumber. I'm whatever you need me to be. So for tonight, I am going to be a 
sister girlfriend who happens to be a medical doctor who we are just going to talk about some issues that we uh, may be experiencing at home or however in the streets hopefully nobody is in the streets we're going to go over that real quick today too because right, right. i need y'all to stay home so this can be over so i can enjoy my summer because i got plans yes it's all about me but we'll get to that later okay so one of the first things, and I talked about this a little bit last night, and Dr. J was on, so, and then there's, there's so many new people, so shout out to everybody who was here last night. Thank you for yes. coming, uh, coming back. Tam, who I went to Kemet with, big sister Tawanda, Tamika Miles, Shamika, Shawnees. Um, thank you, Sora Regina. Thank you all for being here. Um, the Azus in the house. So... What we talked about, and this is what I've been thinking because I've been monitoring myself. Like I, mm -hmm. I've learned to go within over the years and I've learned to monitor myself and the things that I'm thinking. And I know that I can't be alone, which was why I started the Corona Conversations on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, well, on my Facebook page, just because I was thinking things and I'm like, can't just be me. So here we are almost for the majority of everybody about week three and a half to four. The first week, we were like, oh, they're shutting stuff down. Dag, I can't go on my trip. Dag, I can't go to do whatever next week. Everybody feeling some kind of way. And then by week two, you were kind of trying to figure out how to get integrate your computer at the house. Your job was trying to get you to do all that. Your baby was trying to figure out her, his or her online stuff. And then your husband or your significant other or whoever was trying to figure out their stuff too. So now everybody's in place. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, you may have been the person who was managing all that. Yes. Managing all that, including being an emotional support, not showing fear to your children. And um, your husband probably trying not to show you fear because we all don't know what, you know, we all weren't sure what this was or what the outcome of this was. So now by week four, you have already watched D-Nice, you have already watched Ozark, you have already, like some, like Pastor uh, Reverend Anika um, Wilson-Brown was like, okay, I finished Netflix, what's next? Right. So now we have to sit with it. Because when we wake up in the middle of the night or early in the morning, we're going, this is some bull. <laughs> At least I am. I'm going, yeah. this is bull crap. What's really good? So if anybody can feel me on that, put a thumbs up, put a heart, do something. If anybody else can feel that. So as a doctor, I, I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about what you think we, you know, how to navigate that. But then also as an adolescent physician, mm -hmm. how to secure the children. Yeah. So Wendy. Um, that was a lot. I know. Shake your shoulders, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Do a shimmy. Right, shake your shimmy like <laughs> Do a shimmy. Yeah. So the, the main thing to remember is that all of us are going through this and we're all human. So I want to go back to something you said about us as women. A lot of times as parents, what we do is we try to keep our young kids from seeing that we're fearful. Yeah. But the reality is that's that's what we are. Like we've never done this before. Right. So there is going to be some angst. There is going to be some fear. There are going to be times when you can't answer a question. And we have to have, as human beings, 
we have to give ourselves permission to be vulnerable in spaces like this, to be like, I don't know what the f is going on. Right. I have absolutely no idea. I don't have the answer. I'm not going to act like I have the answer. I'm not going to act like I do this all the time. Yeah. And so saying that, I know that part of this for me has been very, I'm not going to say it's been easy because everybody, I'm feeling the emotions of yeah. everybody. Yeah. But I've been in self-quarantine and isolation since 2015. Right. So when you have been in a quarantine, in an isolation, in an insulated space, you've already gone through the, the energy of, I got to be outside. I got to do something. I got to go. And so I really want people to calm down enough and to gather themselves enough to be like, all right, like, like Anika said, okay, well, we done watched the Netflix. We done seen all the YouTubes. We done seen every episode and series of everything that we wanted to see. So now what? I really want us to calm down enough to center ourselves. And that doesn't mean just like we're going to stay in a meditative space or we're going to stay asleep, but we have to get to a place where our mind is not. Because <laughs> that's the energy that we were in for the first four weeks. Oh, yeah. And a lot of us are still in it. And the thing is, people the natural inclination of a human being is to want to do what you just said, don't do. So if you say, don't look at the light, I'm like, right. Well, why, why not? So the whole quarantine isolation, if we look at this as, okay, the reason that they want us to be isolated is not so much for isolation purposes, but think about it is, you're insulating yourself from a virus, from a whatever, from, you know, people are like, well, it's not the virus, it's 5G, it's not 5G, it's this, this bioterrorism. So, and I know we're going to go over that in later on in right. the week, right. but what, whatever we insulate ourselves from, we have to have our wits about us. Because in, think of this as, you know, I did all kinds of medicine and all types of dispensations and iterations. I've been in military medicine. I've been in the hood medicine. I've been in upper echelon medicine. And so what I've learned from military is that if your brain is all over the place, you are the one who is most likely to be killed. Wow. Yeah. So if we could just, I know it's shock and I know it's a lot of stuff going on, but if you could force your energy to just ground itself and to just be settled and to just gather your thoughts and I know it's a lot of thoughts coursing through our heads yeah. but as the the matriarch and the patriarch of a home or if you have older mothers or fathers who are in the home seniors with you mm -hmm. if we could just as the anchors of our family ground ourselves first everybody else is going to fall in place yes they're going to fall in place I want to interject right there and just share what happened with me and Sydney. So, you know, I feel like I, uh, Dr. Vicky was talking about this last night. It's kind of how like she kind of knew something like this was coming. We didn't know what it was going to look like, but we knew something was about to pop off. Right. Something. So, and I, and I learned it because I was studying health and then I started studying nutrition. And then I started to realize that I was conditioned and brainwashed 
to think a certain way and that there was a different way and it was more indigenous. It was more the way that our grandmoms and, and, our, and our ancestors did exactly. stuff. Going back to the natural, right? Going back to the natural stuff. So I was doing good and it was probably, you know, I made us go out. I we did a good routine, whatever. But the day that they shut Virginia all the way down, mm-hmm. I was sitting in the post office trying to mail out some books and it came across the thing. And I kind of went into a zone. And Sydney kept saying, can I have Chipotle? Can I have Chipotle? And I dang near cursed her out. And I feel mm-hmm. hard to say that because she, she wasn't understanding that... I had to explain to her that I don't know what this is all the way. I have some ideas and the ideas that I do think scare me. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this myself because my mama said, don't come home. Cause she said, I'm at risk and you're not going to get me sick. Right? right. So I'm really by myself. Cause then I also don't have a partner here in the home. So I am trying to figure this out and I'm getting all this different input. So I needed her to don't say Chipotle not one more time as we're sitting in this car because she was in my ear. And I didn't even want to go off on the girl, but you know, sometimes you just got to, sometimes you just have to do it to get the attention. Yes. So then I explained what I just said. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out just like you. My mommy said, don't come home. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm Because I want my mommy right now. Right. And so lean and rock with me, Sid Sid. We're going to figure this out together. So that was my story of how, when it started to hit me after I started to really think about it, I had to just be honest with my child. She's 17. Mm-hmm. So there's a levels of honesty that you can have with each child, you know, right, child, right. but I know Sydney's pretty savvy. And when she, when she, she knows when she needs to snap into action, that she mm-hmm. can into action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she does. So that's, that's just what I wanted to say. So I had to ground both of us because otherwise we would have had that energy and we wouldn't have been good to any, to ourselves, or we wouldn't have been good to try to come up with whatever our plan is going to be if we got to roll from here and do something different. So let's even extrapolate that to a husband and wife. Okay. And the husband is like, what's going on? What the heck? What? I don't know. what. Uh, uh. And then the wife is like, wait, we got to get the kids. We can't go. Okay, we don't have enough food. We and then the whole water and toilet paper thing, I'm not clear about us and our psyche and what makes us think water and toilet paper is going to sustain us. Like, we don't get food. Like, right. that's just like when it snows here, people go get bread and milk. What you going to do, make some milky bread? I'm not right. clear on that. But... <laughs> That's part of our brain not working and going into, let's get what everybody else says that we should get. The frenzy of it all. And so you, if you have a husband and wife who are batting at it as well, because that's what a lot of people were doing at that, because now we are operating from our limbic system of the flight, the fright, the, fr- the flight, fight, freeze. Yeah. So fear paralyzed. I don't know what to do. And then other people, that turns into a fight. So that could have easily transitioned from Chipotle, Chipotle to, girl, if you don't, ah, that would have been limbic system. Yeah. And then the other part is to, you know, let's just go out of here. So part of you wanted to go to your mom, but you got that flight was like, nah, y'all can't come here because I don't want to get sick. Right. So then you, 
So really that whole, no matter how long it takes for you to get that awakening, that really was your limbic system saying, no, we got to do something. Wendy, listen to me, do this. I got to, uh, and you just say, wait, this is what we're going to, I'm going to have control over my body. I'm going to have yeah. control over my thoughts. Yeah. And then I'm going to get my daughter and my husband and my kids under control before I end up in jail in an orange suit. Right. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to be okay. So it, it's a weird process, but we all are, are experiencing it. And the thing about the young people is that many of the younger people, it doesn't resonate with them because they like, I mean, like the kids were on the beach in Tampa yeah. or you, and not just kids, you have adults who really don't understand the, the cognitive mm -hmm. seriousness of it. Yeah. Because people are like, well, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing happening. Because it really hasn't hit close to them. But I, like Vicky was saying yesterday, and you, I am in a space where I am like the physician's physician. So people are coming to me saying, you know, I just had a patient. I had two or three die. And, you know, more are coming in. We don't have enough PPEs. But the news, the, the administration doesn't want us to say anything about not having enough PPEs. So really, as much as we as physicians should be in a place to really protect and keep you all safe, the physicians are like, we're not protected either. Yeah. We're, so they're in their limbic system. Yeah. The patients and the society is in their limbic system of fight, flight, freeze. And then you have the police who are frontline, the EMS, and all these other people who go into the homes as our first line defense to get whoever out of these nursing homes. They're really not protected, but nobody can talk about it. And then there's the political aspect of it that goes on where everybody is getting up to a podium, talking incessantly. Yeah. And it's changing so much because... This is a, like they're saying, this is a novel. Novel means new. This is a new strain. This is something that we've never seen before. Okay. So people are like, I don't really know how to respond to this. Right. So they're like, wear masks. Don't wear masks. Put on gloves. Don't wear gloves. Wear N95. Wear N100. Put right. on a cloth. Take your shirt and put it over your face. Right. So it gets to a point where people are like, I don't know who to listen to. And it right. feels like everybody is lying. I feel so like I just need us to get through that too. I feel like the media is like drinking through a water hose. Mm -hmm. It's just going all over and you're trying to get nourished, get something to drink. And it's, there's just too many things going on. And so, and everybody has their own agenda on why they think this is happening. Exactly. Then you listen to that. So we talked about it last night. I, I would say um, we want to, Dr. Uh, Dr. J was going to talk about maximizing the downtime, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk about, and let's be intentional about releasing some of the media that we're watching. Yes. You know, the day to day, like I still see my people that I love so much complaining about what the last, um, what the administration talked about on a specific day. And I'm like, you still watching this? Like you still, right. it's week three, four, and you're still complaining. Like the fact that you're complaining on Facebook means that you're still watching it and mm -hmm. you are stressing yourself out for what? Like you have a choice to do that. You can't control what he does, but you can control what you're watching. Yes. So let's talk about what are ways, maybe give us two to three things that we can do to maximize the downtime and then to av avoid boredom. Cause one of my friends today was like, she was bored and I'm like, how can you, be I have so many things to do in here. I, right. But everybody's different. 
everybody is different. Every household is different. And um, there are some things that are going to always be undone. So I usually, when I'm talking to my clients or um, doing consultations, what I tell people is, you remember that time when you were overworked, when you were at work and you were like, man, if I just had downtime, I would do boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Get that boom, boom, boom list out and do that. So it's like, yeah. I need to go through the cabinets and get all the clothes out that I no longer wear. I need to purge. I need to redo books. I need to clean. Some of us have not deep clean our house in a whole heap of time. Right. So as we're telling people to wash our hands, wash our hands, okay, you washing your hands, but your whole house is dirty. Let's talk about that real quick. So it's just little things that we can do to kind of get some semblance about us that because we're not going to be in this forever. Yeah. And so my concern is that when we don't take advantage of this time, yeah. when that cloud lifts or the veil lifts or the doors open or how, whatever analogy or metaphor you want to use, you're not really going to be prepared. So yeah. use this as a preparation time to people are like, well, I, I'd like to move when, you know, I'm thinking about moving. Okay. Well, you need to be going through your house getting rid of everything that you don't plan on moving into the new house or whatever it is, yeah. whatever your, it is. So that's just the house, clean up your house, get it together, have the kids on assignment. We're redoing stuff, toys that you don't play with. We're about to donate, throw it in the trash or give it away. Right. It's just a lot of organization and decluttering that we could be doing in our house. That's just one. That's but cool. most of these houses that of people that I know, that'll take a good month in and of itself. We don't even need to add anything to that list, okay? Yeah. So the other thing is I need us, like you said, to monitor our news and media input. Mm -hmm. I also need us to monitor our Netflix and um, entertainment input because they know that they have a captive audience. So they're going to push media, movies, things that don't necessarily cause you to think yeah movies and things that don't necessarily cause you to want to do better they they're going to push things that cause kind of keep you in that lull psychologically so what you then do is pull yourself out of that and you start going on youtube looking for documentaries looking for things because i didn't even know that the documentaries on netflix are separated into um historical documentaries and another form of document documentary that's neither here nor there, but it's enough real live stuff, minus the Tiger Man that everybody has been talking about. Like, that is something that is sent to numb you down. Right. That's not really going to elevate you. That's not going to help you do economic advancements. That's not going to help you do financial breakthroughs. That's not going to help you get the business plan done that you say you want to open up a new business. Right. That's the hardest part of starting the business. So if you could get that business plan in here, go yeah. online, look at some of those videos. So those are some of the things that we could do. The other thing I want to say, Wendy, is every news person whose home we've been into behind them on their shelf, you see what? books on every shelf. I'm like, we got a lot of books for people to be this dumb. I don't believe all these people are reading these books. <laughs> right. So some of the books that are on our bookshelves, we need to actually consume them, especially if it's going to cause us to think a little differently. Those are the kind of things that we need to do. And we need to create a schedule for our household. Yeah. Like you're not laying in bed all day to one and two o'clock. This was before the schools were trying to roll out this 
you know, online academic type thing? Because they already took too long to roll that out. Sydney school starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. And we've been in this for, so she's had a, a four week, um, a four week break. Classroom. She ain't had no break. She's yeah. in the classroom. Exactly. Stuff, but it really officially starts tomorrow. And I do want, let, let's talk about that schedule. So Sydney came to me and gave me her schedule today. She told me how she going to carry it on her own. I didn't have to ask. So she's doing her regular schoolwork. And then I signed her up for the Sankofa Homeschool Collective. Which mm -hmm. is and so that's on Fridays. So she's already getting her homework done. She, you know, so I, she gave me her schedule and I was just like, that's my girl. You know, like I was proud of her for without me having to ask because, you know, she would get up. But this is what, so my, um, my big sister and my former uh, roommate in college, Natalie, is on here. And Natalie's daughter home, um, homeschooled last year. And, um, oh, now I'm just putting all stuff out there. But I want to talk about. It's not bad. Though. What I was saying, what I was talking to Natalie about was that let the babies make their schedule because it'll give them more ownership of what's happening and why stress them out on a regular schedule like they were at school. My right. Stressed out. She was at the bus stop at 6.50 in the morning, at 6.50, okay? And then she didn't get home until like 8 o'clock at night because she had whatever she had going on. Why do that? She chose, because before her school started, we did S, she did SAT prep, SOL prep, her driving stuff, and then her own mommy classroom stuff that I would give her. I, I made her do the census. I had her ex explain it. I remember it. that. Mm -hmm. She had a little job at Foot Locker. She did her own taxes online. Mm-hmm. And got $77 back, and she was hyped. Okay? It's like practical things. But she chose to get up early in the morning and do it all. By the time I would get up around eight-ish, she would have screenshotted me all of her scores and everything, and then she was right. in the bed. Exactly. And then she would get up and do what she did. It was her own um, contribution to herself. And then we are so used to do, 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 do on the schedule. You don't have to do it that way. You don't, but depending on your household. So it's you and Sydney in that. Yeah, it, it's right. you and Sydney in that household. So let's extrapolate it out to your your viewers who are American women who have different iterations in their household. Right. Sydney is a different type of child. I've worked with Sydney. Sydney is like a grown woman in a little girl's body. She's <laughs> like, okay, I know how to negotiate and say. I want to get this done so she'll get that done so she can then relax. Everybody's child is not that organized. Everybody's child is not that independent. So if you are in a household where your child may need a little more structure, the schedule does not need to be rigid because I do not believe that every child who's going to school from seven in the morning to five, they're not doing a, all of that's not academics. A lot right. of that is fluff. Yeah, A lot of that is like maybe three hours of academics and the rest of it is fluff. Right. So what you can do, I, uh, a lot of my friends when I was in Florida were homeschooling and they were actually homeschooling. They were really actually learning something. Right. And so their children were so accustomed to governing themselves that they got up. They had to, all they had to do was sign in by 10. Yeah. Usually by 10, because they were so laser focused of, once I do my work, then I can get off and have my own time. Right. They would just chunk it out. So right. usually by from 10 to like maybe one o'clock, 
they were doing their work and then they were done for the rest of the day. And so it just depends on the age of your child. If you have a younger child, they might require more time or more input from the parents. And that's the concern that I have when you have homes that are not as organized or parents that are not as organized. Some people, everybody's not laid off from work or not um, essential where they get to get a computer and come home. You know, some people are doing, it's just people are in so many different scenarios that it's kind of hard to do a blanket prescription or a blanket recipe on what each household should be. But you have to have some semblance of commonality. Commonality and order, but I was just dropping the seed that you do not, if it doesn't make sense for your child or for your family Mm -hmm. to have them up at the crack of dawn stressing them out. They don't have a commute. You're not dropping them off. So And their brains don't work like that. Research has shown, especially if you have an adolescent adolescents brains don't wake up till like almost really 10 a.m their brains don't wake up so you can wake them up physically but they're like i really don't know what you're saying but if you have a child who normally just gets up like some kids just get up at 5 30 and they're high functioning let them get up do what they gotta do and be done with it that's what sydney and then natalie said it was the best advice it took the pressure off of her and her baby mm -hmm. is like a big girl she's probably 12 13 so, but I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to put it out there that, you know, don't be so rigid. We are in right. the same time. You don't have to stress yourself out, even working from home. Like I, I did that Corona conversation about um, working from home, tips mm-hmm. to work from home. And I worked from home for nine years. Mm-hmm. It's different. Um, I do chunks. I use a certain, I use the Pomodoro technique. I, you know, when you start to sit there and then you're all tight and then your tongue is at the roof of your mouth and your shoulders are tight and you bent over, then you're not really being productive anyway. Right. So just allowing yourself the opportunity to be a little bit more, like my sister says, be gentle with yourself in this yes. time. It's all new. You can figure out something new for yourself. And figure out what works for you. Right. That's what we have to do. Figure out what works for you. Right. Everybody, we're not going to be, we're not clones, so we're not going to operate the same. Like right. me, my key hours are, you know, post-chemo. Everything changed when I was undergoing chemo. But I'm really a night owl because okay. I like people to be quiet. I like everybody to be asleep, tucked in, and then I can get my work done. So, like, from 10 to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning is my most productive Wow. When I was initially working, because I know people are quiet and not texting me. Nobody's asking me to do anything. Nobody's coming by. Hey, can I ask you something? Can I pick your brain? Can I do? None of that. Everybody is asleep. And right. I'm getting, I'm chunking it out. And okay. so that works for me, but that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. So you have to know what works for you. And I also want to caution people that even though we are going into a different time, it is not going to, we are not going to go back into our old dispensation. If you've ever seen a TV show like Westworld, where they, you know, everybody is started out cowboys and Indians and that kind of thing, and now they're into futuristic, we're not going, we are shifting a whole different timeline. This coronavirus was a, a like an upset to the system. So sort of like BC, before Christ, and AD, yes. Domine or whatever, it is 
post pre corona and post corona. Yeah, we are not going back to the way it was. And that's you can even see that in how the systems and things are operating. It is going to be a completely new day when the the veil is lifted and we go into it. So I just really want to find I want everybody to find out what is their new norm. What is your new normal? Not right. Wendy's new normal, not Jerry's. What's your new number? What is going to help your house govern itself on a way that is magnificent for all of you and then the other thing that's so precious about this whole isolation quarantine is that you have couples who are either gonna be at the end of this they either gonna be making new babies and making new vows with each other right or they're gonna be going a separate ways right because in this season especially if everybody is home you cannot run from the people who are around you so some of us have married people we we like who the hell is this? I don't like this person. And so all of this is causing us to slow down enough to really analyze what is important to us. And the cars and the houses and all of that, we have, Corona has actually leveled the playing field for everybody. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have. Because when you go to the emergency room and you get admitted to the ICU, the CEO is right next door to the cashier from the supermarket. Right. All that's irrelevant. Right, right. Let's talk about how to create emotional connection during this time with your family, the people who are in the house, and then people who are you are like zooming with on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I knew we were going to talk about the zooming. So I, <laughs> I have my own little pet peeve with Zoom. I've been using Zoom for quite a while because that's how I do consultations with my patients. Okay. But my thing is when this first started, everybody was using the, you know, um, visual communications platform to have meetings, have webinars, try to figure out what's going on, to touch bases with the family and that kind of stuff. So you get Zoom invitations to Zoom happy hours, Zoom yoga, Zoom Zumba, Zoom let's go out, let's have a Zumba breakfast, let's have Zumba cousins. And so you can be Zoom, Zoom inundated. And so we have to find some semblance of peace with ourselves where we're like, yeah, I don't want to play with anybody right now. Because if you're not really grounded enough to socially engage and interact with other people, it's not going to be well. So I do want to caution people on that aspect too. It is okay to be social because the isolation will make you feel like you're alone. But because we have FaceTime and all these other capacities to engage and interact and stuff, it is bringing us closer together. But what I want us to do is not be from, okay, I got a Zoom with Wendy and then I got a Zoom with my prayer group and then I got another Zoom after that. Because one guy was talking to him, he was like, I've been on Zoom for 11 hours. I was like, oh, no, sir. Yeah. No, sir. Friday, I had a few few, um, meetings and then I had a happy hour with my cousins, which was fun. Mm -hmm. Time to end of the night was coming in. I was so inundated and my brain was going I couldn't even, I had to just lay on the couch in like a fetal position. It's a lot. Myself together because there was too much input. Mm -hmm. And human beings, this is a modern time. We are not, we have not evolved for all of this input. We got the Zoom, then we got the text, but then they're calling you, they emailed you, then it's like, ding over here, then the baby's calling you, or the husband's like, can you come here right quick? It's like, it's too much. We're not used to this. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of mitigate some of that energy if you can and protect yourself yes you have to protect yourself because 
it can get overwhelming. And I'm rah-rah. I've been rah-rah. I was born rah-rah. I like to be at the parties. But I shut all the way down. It was like, it, it was almost painful. Like, I just was like, throw it all away. Throw Zoom out throw the window. Throw it away. You can even throw D-Nice out the window. I was, Don't throw him away. Because he lives on a high floor. Don't throw him away. That's how, that's how emotionally um, overworked I was. Mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday. So next week it's too much. is my chill time. And then doing this summit too. Next week is my time to relax. I have not relaxed from the time this started. Yeah, we need self-time. And yes. we need self-time. And, and unlike you who's ready to rock and roll, I am very much so an introvert. I'm an entertaining introvert, so I can turn on a hoo-hoo-hoo and be funny. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, it's time for all y'all to go. Get your stuff and get up out of here. And so right. with right. that, I can be in a place where I'm like, oh, you haven't talked to them in two or three weeks? I'm like, Lord, let me call. So I'll call or I'll try to make some type of contact because people, we are human beings and we do need some type of engagement and contact. But the thing that we have to do as women, and especially if we are the one who is sustaining the household and creating different platforms and stuff for other people, we have to find our own peace. We have to find our quiet time. So what I um, caution women to do, because I think predominantly you have women on yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. I, wanna, I want to um, have them to create some, carve out some quiet time just for them. Because okay. when everybody is in the house and it's a lot of activity and you feel inundated, you can become easily overwhelmed. So to just get to a place where even if it's you carve out a space in a closet, like it doesn't have to be big, but just I need it to be your space where you can be like nobody and, and the family and everybody needs to know, don't bother me when I'm in this space. Yeah. And if you can find like 15 minutes to just be in a dark room, it'll feel like a womb. It'll be like the isolation tanks that I used to go to for my healing. Yeah. Like in that space, nobody's coming in there because your butt naked floating in a bunch of salty water. So it is quiet. You need your space, even if it is the bathroom where you're doing baths and not showers. I want to, we need to bring back the femininity of who we are into self-care. Because we were all like, oh, I take showers. I take, honey, women, we need to run some water in the tub. We need to light some candles, put some Himalayan pink salt or whatever else and some rose petals or whatever flower. Let it float on that water with some essential oils submerge yourself in the water even if you have to take a shower first and then submerge in some clean fresh water that I, like yes that's sacred that. self-care off of that and i see tracy is like yes and latonda knows too because latonda and i we take a lot of classes together on femininity with lisa marie so we're on the same page yes i've been i went and got another eight pounds of epsom salts so y'all know y'all's grandmamas or whoever the elders were in your family. If you went in their bathroom, besides the um, that bag hanging up in there, they the douche had bag. <laughs> a douche bag. Besides that, they had some Epsom salt. Okay. Yes. So I have been and oils way more intentional. So I do mad scoops of yes. that i put like a little bit of olive oil in to absorb the uh, the um, essential oil sometimes i do lavender i always mm -hmm. do, um frankincense um and do what I, you need for what you yeah do what right, you for need whatever for whatever it is i have mm -hmm. my, my salt rock lamp mm -hmm. I have my esther or abraham whatever it is my little 
432 megahertz. I have whatever I need. And, and, and Sydney does it too. Like I taught her a long time ago that you have to do some, um, do some of those things. And then the other thing, um, it's good to teach your babies early. Yes. You know, teach them early that it's good. And then, so this is going to be a little bit extra because I'm, you know, I'm extra, but because we are being inundated with this Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. this 5G, 4G, 3G, it is an estrogen, it creates Deplete. estrogen dominance. Mm. And, um, when you soak in the bath that allow and that salt it allows your body to sweat it allows your largest organ to sweat out toxins am i right dr j mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So it does it's multimodal it's sweating out toxins it is getting some peace and it you is. know i kind of like had to chuckle because my book is pink you know it has the pink and green colors right yes but and a lot of my sores were laughing at me and side eyeing me but it's the femininity that I was- That heart chakra, yeah, it's that heart chakra. It -hmm. was the softness and I didn't always have that. Miriam and Tracy are both AKAs. I could see, because she said, yes, beautiful colors. And so that's why I did it because I haven't always been so feminine. Because I'm a Scorpio, I'm from Jersey and I'm like, man. So I had to learn how to soften myself and keep colors around me that are softening and, and, and um, feminine and tap more into my feminine side. Yes, slow so down. That's we need to slow down. Because, so I want to go to where you said, because we have 10 minutes left mm-hmm. or 15 minutes left. I want to go where you talked about making room for the healer to heal. Yeah. And in that case, who is the healer? So in my scenario, it's anybody who has subconsciously or consciously made an oath to serve at the expense of themselves. Okay. Now, it won't sound like that when you're taking the oath, okay. but when you walk the oath, it looks like I have made a sacrifice for my time my livelihood, in some cases, my own sanity, my health, my finances, to make sure that you are okay. That is unacceptable. And we need to break that paradigm because women have been taught like that form of self-sacrifice is what it is to be a woman. That is not what it is to be a woman. And so my purpose on the earth is to really help women and men who are in that space, but it's predominantly women. And it's predominantly Black women who are sacrificing themselves to the point where it's the expectation. So even if a woman is to want something good for herself, it's like, well, why would you want that? Because you, you know, you need to make sure that your husband, your kids, your grandparents, your parents, your this, your church, your sorors, your all, your community, everybody is happy. And then at the end of the day, right before you put your foot in the tomb, we can celebrate you. What do you want to do now? Well, shit, I'm too old to do anything but die. It's the myth of the superwoman. No, ma'am, and she's and dead. it's also the myth of the martyr. So, yes. like, ladies who are on, um, and then Sabrina wants you to give that definition again in a sec. While she's about to gear up for that, I want to say that martyrdom, like, when you're, when you're telling your friends or whatever, I had to do this, and I had to run across town and do this for my kids. Then, well, you can be a martyr if you want to. 
It's not sexy. Those days are, are, are over. And especially now, if you never knew that, be very careful with nailing your own hands on the cross. Yes, speak. What happens to martyrs? Every martyr that you know, they are dead. Mm-hmm, period. So just, just be careful. You know, I, I don't want it to be, I, I come across as judgy. I don't want it to be that. I want it to be where I'm dropping a seed and where we're dropping a seed and just having you understand that you can't martyr yourself. It's not good to martyr yourself and that you don't have to moving forward. But Dr. J, we have first responders or essential workers who are on here. We have my sister, Lisa. Yep. Mika. We have Vicky, um, my Sora Vicky. We have some other people. What do you say to them when they have to go? Well, there is a place where you have to go, but there is a balance that you can create while you're in that space. Okay. Um, let me give you an example. When I was actively practicing medicine, we would run to code blues incessantly. But the problem is a trauma code happens right in the, on top of a code blue, on top of something else. We never really had time to like recover from the first code. Okay. And so that is what we're doing in our lives. And so my job is to help you identify that you don't have to run to every code. There are other people who can run to the code. Like we have fire station 15, fire station 10, fire station two. But what we feel like our responsibility as women is, oh, I got to be in this fire. I got to put that fire out. I got That's not your responsibility. And to be okay with that. Because some, some people will make that decision early, Wendy, and then others will not be able to make that decision until they're flat on their back, broken, right. like and me. For me, my mom, she gave everything that she has. She still does. She just loves us to death, y'all. Look, I got to eat the basket. You know what I'm saying? See, I love it. But I didn't have that same feeling that I got to like lay my life down on the line for Sid Sid. You know, I love her yeah. and I do all those things. As but was. I almost was getting the side eye. It was like, I'm selfish because I'm still going to Africa. No, I'm self-care. I'm still doing whatever. And I still want to do things. And I was getting pushback, not necessarily from my mom because she's always like the cheerleader, but I kept putting myself on what would mommy do? And then one day I had to be like, I'm not mommy. Yes. Mommy's the bomb and I'm the bomb too in my own way. And Sydney is still being nurtured. And Wendy, we came to annihilate different archetypes that our parents have taken on that we feel that we're supposed to. Yeah. We don't have to carry that archetype. It is your right. job to say, you know, yeah, that you, you maximize the martyr. And I, I applaud you. I honor you for that. Yeah. We're going to kill the martyrs in our family. There will be no more martyrs. Right. They're yeah. dead. Yeah. And With I don't need generational to... curse. That's what some people might know it as. Exactly. We're going to break that. And I'm going to show a new, uh, a new expression of yeah. what it is to be feminine. A new, because there's different ways to do stuff. And we all get to choose. So yeah. if you want to keep running to the fires, I'm going to let you run to the fire. I'm not for you. And right. so that's the part that I have to, to play of, okay, if you want to just be running around and you running and you running and you running, I'm not going to stop you. I am here for the people who are like, I'm tired of running. Can you help me yeah. transition and shift 
because you can say all day long, oh, I don't want to be a martyr no more. I'm good. But it's not until you really start making the decisions that back up the verbal new oath, a new agreement. So we made an oath to be a, a, a martyr, but now you have to fall out of agreement with that one and yeah. make a new oath. I make a vow to yeah. care for my sacred self, yeah. to honor the goddess within me yeah. unapologetically. And if that looks to you like I'm being selfish, it only looks like that because I'm not giving you what you want from me. Yes. It's weird how the people who call us selfish is like, well, because you're not doing what I want you to do. Yeah. But if you do what I want you to do, then that's you good, girl. You yeah. a good person. It took me a while to get there because I always would be the first to go and jump on the bandwagon if somebody invited me to do something. And about three or four or five years ago, I started saying no. And the guilt was, <laughs> the guilt was tearing me up. And then it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Right. I felt better not going out and being in the meetings and uh, and being resentful, being there saying, yeah, and then you're like, why they ask that question? That's right. a stupid question. Well, right. Dang, maybe you should have just said no, boo. Maybe right. you and just like, you no, know, my cousin Erica is saying it's okay to say no. No is a complete answer. Complete word. It's a complete sentence. Yeah, it's a, no. complete, it's a complete sentence and you don't no. have to... Um, you know, you can say it nicely, but we're not saying be gangster with it. We're just saying no. And sometimes you do have to be gangster with it because there are people who come with the follow-up behind. Well, what about, well, what about? And they want to corner you in. So then you do have to get gangster. I'm for gangster. Yeah. Sometimes you need gangster. You have to know what the situation calls yeah. for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just know what yeah. the situation calls for. Yeah. So, Wanda said, me too. Go ahead. We got about six minutes left. Mm -hmm. And um, I want you all to ask any questions that Dr. Jerry can answer. Sabrina, you had a question, but we kind of lost it. So type it back in. But does anybody have any questions about anything specific? Um, for me, when we're talking about ways to do things in the home, because you've probably already cleaned the closets or done mm -hmm. some things. I repotted okay. my plants. Springtime yes. is a good time to it give is. plants like another inch or two of space. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Um, Sydney went through all of my pictures. I have a case of pictures. She put them in friend, family, sorority, all these different I love categories. It. I would have never done it. I always mm -hmm. said I was going to do it. I have carried that same box for 10 years from each mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. I was done. You know yes. The um, other thing I want to, if you don't mind, I'd like to mention for the ladies, as we were talking about self-care and extreme self-care, part of extreme self-care, as we're home, I want to remind people to stay in the routine of, I don't know, if we got to say wash your hands, we might need to say bathe too. It's okay to shower every day or bathe every day, brush your teeth, do your hair, wash your face, put on clothes like I don't want us to get into the lull. It's okay to wear pajamas and do whatever because I'm a pajama girl. I'm a leisure girl. Yeah. I got racks on racks on racks of leisure clothes. Right. But the, the concern that I have is, especially if we're not getting outside, if we're not exercising, which we need to be doing, um, part of that is we're going to be gaining some weight that we didn't necessarily call for. And these leisure clothes give you the idea that it's all good till you go to put on the clothes that you normally wear and you can't no longer fit them. So I just want right. to encourage people to 
Put yeah. on some, like, put on some of your clothes every once in a while to just make sure that you, you know, you're okay. Right. Well, talking about washing hands, I've washed my hands so much that I have a dry patch here. I had to get some aloe gel and my coconut oil, put it right on my desk so that I could keep nourishing it because... You know what someone taught me? Um, one of the attendings when I was in medical school taught me, he said, you don't touch stuff with the back of your hand. You touch it with this part. So when yeah. you wash it, make sure you focus on this part. So oh. this part doesn't get as dry. Like you could run oh. a soap across that. I was that, watching that video. They was like, do yeah. this. You yeah. ain't getting the thumbs. You ain't getting right here. I was like about to be in surgery. We're not engaging with that many people to actually, you know, and I don't want us tearing our skin up because when you have those micro tears, that's, that's going to increase your likelihood of getting some kind of virus or infection or fungal infection. And you don't want that. Yeah. Okay. That, that was definitely what was happening. So do you have any last words? I know we pretty much just inundated you with so many different things, but this is the time and this whole seminar, this whole summit is for self-reflection for mm -hmm. us to drop the seeds. And then you, and you may have been thinking about it already, but to, to listen to some tips potentially, or even go into yourself and feel like what do you say works for you? What do you say feels good? What do you say feels peaceful? What steps do you need to take to feel that way? And just like I was um, sharing before, that's exactly what my book does. It's from Jersey to me, it's the eight chapters. It, it's an interactive memoir is what I call it. It's an interactive memoir and it's not just me talking about whatever, it's me having done this work and mm -hmm. trying to figure out who am I, what do I say that I want? And if I say I want X, Y, and Z, what am I willing to do to change? Who am I willing to give up? Where am I willing to go to get said thing, right? So after the eight chapters, there's reflections. It's all self-reflection, just like I showed you Workbook. last night. It's a workbook. It mm -hmm. has a mirror because it directs you back to yourself. And this time, instead of focusing so much on the outward, it's time to look in. Because if you were to waste this time and then just kind of find yourself back in the cycle after things clear up, then that would be a, a real waste of an opportunity mm. We wanted, I wanted you all to see this as this Corona situation as a opportunity versus the crisis. Yes. We are um, definitely acknowledging that people are losing their lives. Mm -hmm. We are acknowledging that people are in grief and grief looks totally different right now than it has looked before because people aren't able to do their normal grieving rituals. So don't waste this opportunity. And I feel like because you joined the summit, you might already be open to, you know, seeing what that looks like. Um, and I have a question here. I'm going to read it in a second, but I wanted to tell a cute little story. So Dr. J um, wrote a, she was one of my reviewers in the early stages last summer and she mm -hmm. helped me make sure that my joint was tight and she also wrote a review. And I sent her a copy of it and her dad, who was 86? Yes. 
Okay, her dad is 86, and he saw the cover and wanted to read it and read it. Right. And he, he was very gracious. He wrote me a three-page review and mailed it, y'all. Look yes. how beautiful. And one of the things that, now 86, he said this in his review. Once inside your book, it captured my undivided attention until completion. You're, you shared information with me that if known 50 years earlier, would have made me a much more compassionate husband. Hmm. Much needed, but much too late. This book should be required reading for men. And it was cute because Dr. J kept sending me texts talking about, I wish my daddy had given me my book back. Right. And, you know, he talked to me and he, and we, he talked to me on the phone and it was just a blessing because I was limiting myself on who I thought would be my reader. And I realized that it could help anybody. And so I'm grateful for you sharing me that story. I'm thankful for her dad taking the time to type out this letter, y'all. Yes, yeah. on a typewriter, on a typewriter. On a typewriter. On a typewriter. And, then, and then he even sent me a list of the people he gonna suggest the book to. Yes, yes. So if you're ready to do the work, you know, you can use the code AWAKEN on my website and get yourself a copy and then go piece by piece by piece. Many of you on this call have already gotten the book and... You have already been telling me how you're feeling about it. So I appreciate it. It's just, I'm going to type it in here. And, and it's easy to read. That's what, what people need to know, that it's not just like another workbook where you're like, oh my God, oh my God. But it's like, it's like you're, the words that you use, and he loves the language that you use. He was a journalist at, oh. the, post, at the Washington Post. I don't know if he put that in there. So they read a lot and he doesn't like to read because they have to read so much. He said, I felt like I was journeying along with Wendy in her college and that dude, what was up with him? Why was she talking to him, daddy? I don't know. Maybe I should call her again so you can ask her that. I don't know. Talk to her. Right. Well, I think that there's a little uh, extra sassy language. But he loves that because that's how he talks. That was cute. So, you know, it, it, it's not... It's not um, Little Red Riding Hood or no, Miss Mary. That. that wasn't my life. It's human. It's, it's my human story. And so I definitely believe that this is a good time to do that kind of work. And it's easy, like I said last night, it's easy to say, let's do the work. But then um, you need a, it's easy to have a guide. Mm -hmm. It's helpful to have somebody start a prompt and then you finish it off. Yes. Do some journaling and ask yourself certain questions. That's really what the crux of the book is about. So we have this question. It's an mm -hmm. anonymous person. How do I balance telework, family, and me time? My job is insanely busy and I am done at the end of the day. Jesus. Okay, that's a good question. Um, I know this is going to sound like a plug, but I do have consultation. And sometimes I need to know exactly what you're doing. I need to know your schedule, the kids, their ages, your spouse, where you're living, how big it is. Because if you have a house with four people living in it versus is eight of us packed into a two bedroom apartment, my advice for that person is gonna be a little different. And I know that's not a leading question because it really is a question, but on my website, Jerry Dyson, my first name, last name, jerrydyson.com, you can actually do either booking or consultation. And if you need to, we'll do like a free 30 minute consultation to try to get where you are. Cause it's hard to, like we said, you can't have a blanket recipe for people. Folks are individuals. And so right. I want to acknowledge that about human beings. We're all different. 
So what that person needs may be different from just, oh, girl, all you got to do is do this, do that. It's not that easy. It's not hard, but it's not easy. And and that's what we're moving towards in life anyway. Moving forward, Mm -hmm. everything is individualized. Even in nutrition, we're moving towards nutrition being very individualized. Bio-individuality. Medicine is even going to be very specific to the person. It's not just the traditional western medicine of throwing a band-aid on and throwing mm-hmm. a certain modality and it's supposed to heal everybody that doesn't like work that. anymore so how do i invite other sisters to join the summit um i'll just put the the summit uh they can go through the same channel that you went through they can go on my website and please invite anybody else you yes. know it, it, we want really we just want people to have some peace and I know yes. we were having peace last night because um, they were sending me so many beautiful texts and calls and messages and emails. I love it. Since, since yesterday. So I am going to put the survey link um, up here really, really quickly so that if you could fill it out, if you, you're saying nice things even in the chat, if you would be willing <laughs> to, you know, just keep the momentum that you have and just give one or two sentences about what you're thinking about it, then that would be very, very helpful um, for me to one, you know, still make it better um, for mm-hmm. the next time. Cause I think I want to do a part two. It's going to take me a minute to get my life together. Cause this was a, a big labor of love. But if you can copy and paste this, it's just a Google doc. Say what you thought. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're appreciating it. We just wanted to, let me see if, she, if somebody else has a question. I see the little, the number up here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if nobody else has any questions, I am going to send Dr. Jerry's website. I'm going to send the recap. I have figured it out. I have Yay! to download it and then I have to put it on my YouTube channel. And then I have to, I don't know what was wrong with Zoom. It's my first time using it. I'm getting used to it. So you will have 24 hours to watch it again. Um, and I'm going to take down the uh, one from yesterday at 12, at 12 o'clock. Give everybody a good chance to watch it again. Or if you didn't get a chance to see it, you're being able to watch it again because the information is good. Yes. And um, thank you all for just being here. We will see you tomorrow. So tomorrow will be Dr. Hanisha Patel. So we lined it up. We had Dr. Vicky, then we had uh, Dr. J, and tomorrow is Dr. Hanisha Patel, and she is a naturopathic doctor. So she deals with the mind, body, and spirit. And um, we work together at a doctor's office, at an integrative doctor's office here, um, Dr. Mind's office. And... um, She's going to talk about how to boost your immune system. That's what everybody wants right now, how to yes. boost the immune system. That's the most important. Like Dr. Vicky says, soul wealth, immunity, health wealth is what, yes. is what the word for the day is right now. What can you do to build your immune system? So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Please do the survey. Check the email tonight to get Dr. J's information to get the replay and we will see you tomorrow at 8 p.m. Thank you for your time. Share it with a friend and peace. Thank you, Dr. J. Thanks, Wendy. This was wonderful. Thank you.